Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Let's uh, move over to uh, medical news with Dr. Jim Keeney. We haven't done this in a while. Uh, Dr. Keeney, co-director of the ER Mission Hospital in Mission Viejo. Jim, good morning. Good morning, Bill. Okay. Uh, well, I, I was going to start with Thanksgiving and how uh, everybody's going to feel bloated and there's a different way of dealing with it. But uh, what I'd rather do is go into uh, something that really scares the hell out of people and tell them, uh, based on Omicron and RVS and the flu, you're going to die. Uh, so <laughs> with that, uh, let's talk about how people are dying. Well, not necessarily and uh, what the White House is saying about the Omicron-specific boosters, and that's ahead of uh, this winter COVID and flu wave, which we're already in, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's starting, you know, for sure. I wouldn't say we're in a full-blown, you know, pandemic yet but of uh, influenza or anything like that, but RSV for sure has hit pretty hard. Yeah, so the White House um, is really trying to push uh, increased booster uptake, especially for seniors and some of the minority and rural communities where uh, the uptake is super low. So, you know, right now, I think we're at about 11 percent. This is the last number I saw of uh, people getting the booster vaccine. So extremely low. Uh, and, and they're just making a push to try and get that out there and, and get people vaccinated before the holidays. I mean, the problem you're, you're fighting here is that uh, it's not like it, it. While it is a game changer in some ways, it's just not one of those massive wins where you, you take this shot and all of a sudden you're guaranteed you won't get COVID. It just doesn't work that way. But, um, you know, the data that we have shows that it does definitely reduce your chances of getting COVID and, and even getting symptoms. And the further out you are from your last COVID shot, the more beneficial this is. You know, I, I see it's the same question I always have with uh, the anti-vax movement, which uh, there was always an anti-vax movement out there. But those were the guys that were on the street corner with bullhorns for the most part. Uh, it's uh, what the Internet have done, has done, of course, and the change in the po- political view of this country in many ways is create uh, this uh, medicine. Modern medicine is horrible. Real doctors are a bunch of quacks. I mean, all of that. And when we talk about the number of, let's say, flu uh, shots that are being given, uh, number of pneumonia shots that are being given. Are those way down or is that maintaining the same level as it has for years? No, I think those are still maintaining. They're still probably below where we want them to be, but uh, but they're maintaining. Yeah, especially, you know, elderly people with pneumonia. They they used to call pneumonia, you know, the widower's friend, right? Which is means that that's what's going to get you when you, after your spouse has passed away and, and you're the only one left. So uh, that is what elderly people often, it's a real common cause of death. Even if it doesn't cause the death directly, you get pneumonia and then the stress from it will cause a heart attack or a stroke or other things. So, um, yeah, I mean, for to, there's no question that these vaccines improve quality of life and, and, and you know, right. benefit 
society in general. But of course, you're always going to get, I mean, let's face it, from the Omicron vaccine, there have been cases uh, that are real of, uh, of harm, but they're so small compared to the amount of harm that the virus itself causes that you know, on, on balance. It's yeah, really it worth it. It reminds me of the uh, anti-seatbelt people where someone uh, was trapped in a seatbelt and died because a fire was in the car and therefore that proves how dangerous seatbelts are. Um, right. Uh, uh, now, uh, some good news that I picked up and I want you to confirm uh, that this is true is that even though this is a particularly vicious flu season uh, that we've heard, the flu shot itself actually is a good match this year. Is that true? Yeah, it seems to be a good match to what's circulating uh, right now. So we'll see, you know, it's, again, the flu season really hits its peak uh, January, February okay. in that range and not really now. So and even as late as March sometimes. So, uh, yeah, right now it's looking good. But as we've learned with you now, COVID changes dramatically way you know faster than the flu does. But uh, hopefully, you know, we've learned mm. from COVID that things change and uh, different strains appear. Can you take one minute to explain uh, the concept of it's a good match this year for the flu, the vaccine? Sure. I mean, so they look at the Southern Hemisphere, and, uh, which is having their winter when we're having our summer. They see what's circulating there. And based on that, they start the process of making the flu vaccine because it takes some time. You don't just pop that thing out in a week. Uh, so once, once they've determined that, they look. Now we, we do surveillance and we see what's starting to circulate with us. And so far, it seems to be a pretty good match. Well, why is it? When is it what happens when it's not a match, when you have that information coming up from the Southern Hemisphere? Well, uh, so if it's not a match, then uh, for whatever reason, the, the, the shift has occurred. Now you're stuck with, uh, you know, a vaccine that's been developed that doesn't necessarily match perfectly. It still gives some protection, just like the uh, COVID vaccine does, but not perfectly. So you still, we still use the vaccine, and it still does offer protection. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and inevitably, uh, we say to ourselves, it's that time of year, much like it's that time of month, except this is uh, that time of year, and I feel very bloated. Uh, I don't know if that was sexist. I have no idea if that was a sexist statement or not, but I don't care. All right, so uh, there are actually ways to feel less bloated after uh, a big holiday meal, and I have never figured out a way to feel less bloated other than just not eating. Yeah, I mean, I plan on feeling bloated for Thanksgiving. That's part of the fun, right? So I'm going to eat, and that's how I know when to stop eating is when I feel bloated. But, uh, yeah, there's a Healthline article that talks about five ways to reduce uh, bloating, and we'll see if they work. You can give them a try. One is, you know, to know your triggers, obviously. Uh, you know, if it's if – it's, uh, some people are have bloating due to dairy products, due to gluten, due to spicy foods, acidy foods, bubbly drinks, you know, any of those things. If you know that, just avoid it. Yeah, you know, but that's that's but, a but no-brainer. I, yeah, but that's your cheat meal, you know, so uh, we'll dismiss that one, okay? Number one, right, dismissed. Right. Okay, let's go to number two. Number one, dismissed. Number two is, and, and I always do this, it says don't save your calories for the party, and uh, basically, they're saying don't starve yourself until the party and then gorge. And that's kind of, again, part of the fun for me. So yep. I'm not going to eat breakfast or lunch. Right. And we go early on dinner. And then I just eat five days worth of food all in about a one-hour sitting. Right. So, okay. So uh, we've just dismissed number two. Number two, yeah. I, I'm not following it. But if you don't want to bloat, not a bad idea. Okay. So number uh, two is done. The second one is. 
is knowing what you like to eat or, you know, or what, what uh, works for you and what doesn't, and then making the appropriate food swaps, mm. right? So if you're, you know, if you're allergic to dairy, maybe uh, you could ask the host to use almond milk when they make the, the um, uh, what do you call it, um, mashed potatoes. You know, you can change uh, to, to healthy things instead of cheese, use hummus, those type of things. But, I mean, let's face it, heavy cream, cheese, and all these things, and lots of salt. Those are that's what I'm about for Thanksgiving, and that's why, by the way, we get a lot of congestive heart failure people. I, I should just stop joking for a second and say that if you have congestive heart failure and you have all that gravy with all that salt, you're going to be seeing me in the ER. Happens every single year, and because uh, salt helps you retain water, you're used to a normal diet, and all of a sudden you go off it just for one day, and your lungs will fill with fluid and you will basically drown and show up in the emergency room. So don't do that. Oh, it sounds like fun. Oh, I know you're part of a group. Uh, that's Most ERs are part of a medical group. And yeah. uh, how do you guys figure out who works Thanksgiving? Uh, you know, lowest man on the totem pole. No, just kidding. We, uh, yeah, we basically take every holiday, and we put it up on a board, and everyone takes a couple shifts during a couple of the holidays. Oh, so are you working Thanksgiving? I am not this year. I worked it last year, so now I'm working, I think it's either Christmas Eve or Christmas this year. Okay, so we've dismissed three out of the five, and let's just quickly dismiss the other two, and uh, everybody's going to eat like a pig. Okay, what are the other two? Four is like what your mom told you, add green leafy vegetables, and that's because vegetables like, you know, spinach, kale, asparagus, chard, you know, they tend to have, uh, you know, an effect to kind of slow down the digestion a bit and to reduce bloating. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're not used to eating vegetables, if you've never eaten anything green in your life and you add all of that, then that alone could cause some bloating. So you want to, you know, you should be eating those type of things already and work your way up. Yeah. Well, Um, I've never seen anything green actually at a Thanksgiving meal and I probably won't again. Uh, Last one. Okay. Last one is, uh, I know for you, probably you're, you're not a big alcohol drinker. So I don't drink at all. Yeah. Yeah. Will reduce your, uh, you know, will reduce kind of the bloating in your gut as well. And, and so, and also the dehydration that results from it makes you just feel lousy when, especially when you add it to all that salt that people are eating during the holiday season. So, uh, you know, think about a mocktail instead of a cocktail or just maybe overall reducing, uh, your alcohol content, uh, alcohol drinking, but let's face it, that's another one that people are probably going to disregard. And, and on the list of the five, probably the first one people will disregard yeah and uh, since i don't drink uh you know i I don't care about that one all right moving into uh well uh, something that's kind of scientifically neat and this is right up my alley and that is uh, embryos that were frozen 30 years ago uh have been uh defrosted obviously and successfully implanted and so these these children well uh, I have to tell you, and this, this is a one what I used to, uh, I actually taught uh, law school for five years. I know it's hard to believe, uh, but it was uh, a seminar in third-party reproductive law. And it was an example, and this was early when uh, IVF just started, uh, is you uh, create embryos uh, and you also and you have fresh embryos that create a child, let's say a, a girl child, and you have frozen embryos that are defrosted 30 years later. And now you have the sister carry the embryos, which is technically 100% feasible. You can do it tomorrow afternoon. So sister carrying uh, her sisters, is she the mom? Is she the sister? Is she both? 
That was on a final exam that I gave. Uh, right. It was you just love to t- to tweak people. That's oh yeah, it. absolutely. And it all depended on where the law was at one time. But let's talk about the technology because people ask me all the time, "How long can embryos stay frozen?" And I answer indefinitely when you're bringing them to what 270 degrees below zero. Uh, uh, when you're talking uh, virtual uh, suspended animation. So let's talk about, you know, the t- science here and where it's gone. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, they they basically harvest uh, egg and sperm and create an embryo in vitro. Then they, uh, they freeze them and they can last, as you said, indefinitely. Now, the question is the success rate. And uh you may know better than I do, but, uh, you know, the success rate drops over time as far as the uh, embryo's ability to implant and grow to full maturation and deliver a baby. So these are definitely some of the world records. I mean, I think this is the world oh, record. Oh, yeah, right this now. is the world record. We don't know. By the, way, yeah, by the way, we don't know past two or three years or five years because no, no one has done it. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, my... no, there's been other ones. There's There was ones that were 27 years. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, in 24 years. So there's there's been a couple that are close, but this is definitely the longest. Yeah, my kids. Are... So... Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. But, but yeah, no, as, as they... Uh, as they do this process and learn over time, obviously they're getting better at it. But the, but what we've seen here, at least, is that wow, thirty years really does is within the realm of possibility. I mean, it's so it's now. Here's the question: Is if you were uh, if you were an embryo thirty years ago and you have a twenty year old implanted. Uh, and so then you're born nine months later. So you're really, are you 32 years old at that point? Uh, you're older than your parents? Yeah, it depends if the oldest kid is getting most of the inheritance. That's when we're going to find out uh, <laughs> when that lawsuit is filed. And, you know, my kids were born uh, in vitro fertilization, and it is hideously expensive. The good news, I always suggest people have twins because the unit price drops in half. It's basically buy one, get one free. Uh, Jim? You have a good Thanksgiving. Enjoy. All right? Yeah, happy, happy Thanksgiving to you, too. All right. Take care. All right, Jim Keeney. Love talking to Jim. What is that? Called him up the other week. I had uh, was that? I had something going wrong with me, and I called him, and uh, he said, uh, you know, call your doctor. I went, thank you. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate that. And um, we didn't have a chance to do good cholesterol, which we'll do next time with Jim. Uh, researchers uh, just found uh, the direct link to uh, heart disease risk with the uh, good cholesterol. So we'll pick that up next time we talk to Jim. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.